Pelicans Media Day has wrapped up and there's a ton to take away after hearing from Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Willie Green, and the rest of the team. But rather than me giving you the takeaways, I've got Trey Murphy III on the show to give you his thoughts on this Pelicans team and what to expect this year. It's Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, day after Pelicans Media Day, and we're going to get into it in a second with my interview of Trey Murphy III, his thoughts on the season, and you're going to see some themes emerge from from what he said there and what we heard at Media Day. But before we get to that, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're back to being free. Well, we've always been free. We're back to five days a week, completely free, no paywall, anything like that. Just Pelicans talk Monday through Friday for what should be a really fun season. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show and, of course, comment down below on YouTube. How excited are you for this Pelicans season? Let me know down below in the comments. So let's get right to it. Interview with Trey Murphy. All right, here with Trey Murphy of the New Orleans Pelicans. Trey, it's media day. Everyone's really excited about this season. You know, it seemed like last year there were a couple of different seasons the team went through. The slow start to the year, kind of finding your legs and then peaking at the end of the year. What was that like being part of kind of all of those different like emotions and the ups and downs with it? No, it was very, um, I would say it was challenging for sure, but it was so rewarding at the end when we were able to, you know, make it to the playoffs, you know, win two games in the plan. And it just shows, like, how far we came as a team. Because I remember after our first win, we went on a losing streak of probably, like, 10 games or so. And we would just come back in the locker room after every game just, like, tired, exhausted. And just like, dang, we had one just slip away. And so now, you know, we're really excited. We built up a lot of momentum coming into this season. And we're really excited to put something together this year. Yeah. Were there things you worked on in particular to kind of achieve some of the expectations that I know you guys have? And David Griffin said this is kind of the first year where the public or the fans can kind of really judge this team on maybe being successful. Were there things the coaches wanted you to work on? Were there things you specifically wanted to work on? Yeah, no, I would definitely say strength was a big thing. I mean, you're playing against grown men every single night. Mm-hmm. And me being 22 years old, as grown as I think I am, I'm still not grown enough. So just trying to... You know, make sure I'm staying with it athletically. I've gotten a lot stronger. I weighed in at about 214 today. Uh, last day of the season, last year, I weighed in about, like, 201. Mm-hmm. So, gained a good amount of weight. And, you know, just excited to showcase that this year. Is that going to help you when you're in practice against Zion and him coming in <laughs> and adding that kind of physicality? I mean, maybe a little bit, but there's not much people can do with that. I mean... <laughs> Even Steven got Steven Adams got booed by Zion, and he's one of the strongest people in the league. So, yeah, people should be uh, very excited to see Z this year. We, what's it like bringing him back into the team? You know, a guy that his, at age twenty did what he did and was an All Star, averaging twenty seven and seven. To put a guy like that onto this roster that was successful last year, do you expect there to be growing pains first and foremost, or is it just more 
Cool. We're adding talent to the team, and at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. I mean, obviously, we love it, and it's the most important thing, but, I mean, we're definitely going to have to work some kinks out for sure. I mean, we got a lot of guys that are really talented, and I'm not going to act like it's going to be, you know, the smoothest transition, but I also don't know. It may be as well, and, you know, that will just be for the team to figure out. That will be for us to look at training camp, hopefully get it figured out early in the year so we can be a force to reckon with for the entire year. And last year we saw your minutes kind of go up as the season went on. You really carved out a role by the end of the year. Has has the coaches or the staff talked to you at all about what your role will look like this year, how they envision using you with the team? Pretty similar to last year. I mean, definitely spacing the floor, hitting, knocking down shots, rebounding, defending at a high level, just being a complete basketball player. Mm-hmm. And – just being ready for whatever comes within the season. You know, there could be times where their guy's not playing. You know, I'll have to step up even more and do more things and, you know, just play my role in order for us to win. Herb Jones said he you were pulling up from half court all the time in practice. Is that something we're going to see a little bit this year? <laughs> Come to Smoothie King and find out. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> what What about the fans and the reaction to the the team making the postseason last year? I know you seem to love it on social media. Some of the memes that they've done, some of the photoshops that they've done. What about the energy they kind of bring to this team and the passion they have behind it? We have the best fans in the NBA. I'm going to stand behind that. Watching the playoffs, I watched every almost every single game, and our home court advantage was the strongest out of any team in the playoffs. And, you know, our people, they just they just show a lot of love and super rambunctious and just don't care. And I feel like that just exemplifies our team. Like, we're a team that just works really hard and don't care. We – but, like, don't care in a good way. Like, just – and I, I make sure I have to say that because I don't want to seem like we, like we just don't care at all. No, it's it. like a lack of pressure, right, to a certain degree. Yeah, you just kind of go out and do your thing. It's like it, it doesn't like, matter who we're playing against. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, like, what the circumstance is. We're going to go hoop. We're going to do our thing. Like, we're going to play hard. And that's just us. And I feel like that the fans represent us as well. And I'm just super excited to get the Smoothie King packed again. The the energy that we had for the playing tournament was ridiculous. The playoff games, ridiculous. And I'm just ready to see that again. Do you have any, like, meme requests or anything you want to see this year? You know, you shouted out wanting a couple more Photoshops and things. Is there any same, same kind of idea? Or are you looking for anything a little different? Man, I just want them to get creative. Like, and they'll see this year, like, I, I'm i talking to my guy with the T-shirts. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll make good y'all make good memes. It's going to go on the T-shirt. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to give you a shout-out. So <laughs> it should be a little bit of incentive to make some good some good content for me. Do you, do you think those kind of like good vibes around the team are just so important to kind of winning basketball and building the culture? You, you look around the league, right? And I think some of the teams, like, I don't know, you just don't get a good feel off of them, whether they had kind of a tumultuous offseason or what have you. And then you look at this Pelicans team and everyone that's come and spoken to us in media day talks kind of about the culture. Like basically it's just good vibes all around, it feels like. Yeah, no, and that starts with, you know, front office, starts with Coach Green, starts with our stars. And – you know, them, you know, showing off good vibes. Like B.I. last year, mm-hmm. I I gained a lot of respect for B.I. I always, always had a lot of respect for him growing up in North Carolina, seeing him play, and basically not growing up with him, but, like, watching him grow from the high school kids to the kid playing on the Lakers to the Pelican. It's just, like, seeing him and all the things that he's able to accomplish and still be a great person, it just makes our team just – like rally behind that as well and you know I know that it's not common to have a really like 
cohesive team in the NBA, and I'm very thankful for it. I mean, going through a really rough rookie year without a team that mm-hmm. – I mean, if I would have been with a team that, you know, had a lot of turmoil and was very dysfunctional, who knows where it would have went. And I'm just grateful to have great teammates that along with me. Yeah, you know, with that start that y'all got off to last year, it seems like the team could have folded. But, you know, Todd Graffinini, the, the radio voice, told me early on in the season, he said, in Willie we trust, and that seems to really have been a theme. Is there something that Willie Green does, the way, the way he connects with you or some of the other players that really kind of motivates you and keeps you playing your best and kind of keeps the ship right even in some of those, you know, down times? He's just calm, man. That's, that's one of the things that I – I can't lie it. Is it confuses me sometimes because there's so many times where I'm just like I don't know how you're so calm when, when it's just so stressful or like really like just intense at the moment and I think it's very helpful for us because you know there's just so many different stressors during the NBA season NBA games and you know having a calming voice to really just keep us like even is mm-hmm. pretty important. What about Brandon Ingram is the leader that you were talking about early on? You know, he's not necessarily the most vocal guy. You don't necessarily hear or see him shouting or saying like words of motivation and huddles, things like that. How is he able to kind of step up and be the leader of this team? What do you see from him? Is it more on the practice court and talking to you guys individually or just him joking around? He popped his head in when you were talking during media day and you kind of were smiling about all that. What's he kind of bring as a leader to the team? I mean, I'll tell you public might not see him talk but he, he definitely talks and we'll definitely hear him he's always trying to make sure we're in good spots and just thinking the game at a high level and really like just him showing it too I mean he, a lot of times he's the best player on the floor and he is just you know making a good example for us as well and so before we wrap up here, you said you called the Dyson Daniels pick on draft night when you were doing some media work for Complex. Absolutely. You said you're predicting the future. Do you have any big prediction for the season this year for this team? Playoff run. Playoff run? That's, I think that one will make Pelicans fans really happy. It'll spawn a lot of memes. So, yes, Trey sir. Murphy, thank you so much for, for hopping on with me here today. Absolutely. So based on my interview with Trey and the rest of Media Day, you quickly see a theme emerging about the culture and just vibes of this team. So let's dive into that a little bit more in the next segment of today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your football betting this season. So you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis, and articles on every game you can find with it's pro or college and of course now you've got basketball season coming around the corner so if you want to get in on this and how good did Zion look just physically and we're going to do a whole episode just about him because he had some very enlightening things about how he kind of approached the game this offseason that plus it's plus 3600 to win MVP that starts to sound really really good all of a sudden when you see how bought in he is how in shape he looks too so you can make that a reality and can go bet on it over at betonline.net so head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action for whatever it is you want college or pro football mlb mma boxing golf they've got everything over there at betonline.net betonline where the game starts and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team completely free. Got exclusive coverage like an interview with Trey Murphy you just listened to. How great was that? He's fun. 
Just well-spoken to, awesome dude to have on the team. I hope we see a couple of half-court shots from him that he makes because that would be a whole lot of fun. And it gives you some just insight into this team, and these are the type of things we cover here. So whether you're a new listener tuning in for the first time or you've been with me over the past six years I've been hosting the show, I appreciate you making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now for your second listen... Saints got to do something to get it right, and Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, is going to be covering it all, everything black and gold over the Locked On Saints podcast. Make sure they are your second listen today. So coming from Trey Murphy and a lot of the other things we heard at Media Day, you hear a theme, and that's just kind of like the vibes around the team. They all really like each other. This feels like a family, whatever kind of word, culture, right, you want to use with it, you can. And we heard that from virtually Everybody, everyone really brought that up. And you're starting to see these guys buy in tremendously. And I want to do an episode on that too. Trust me, I got like 40 full show ideas after media day. There was so much to take away. But these guys really like one another. They work out together. They look out for one another. They try and make each other better. And you're seeing real talented players commit to this team. As David Griffin said, it started with Brandon Ingram signing a five-year max with no player option. Now Zion, now CJ. In the future, it looks like it's going to be Larry Nance Jr. You have these guys buying in. And to get that, David Griffin says you have to invest in that area. And this is where Swin Cash comes into play and how important she is. The new Basketball Hall of Famer, by the way. Her job, her role, kind of like her department, if you will, is to kind of handle that stuff for these players, to feel like you're making them part of a family, to make it exciting to be here. Zion Williamson repeatedly said, this team is so much fun to be around that when you come in to to do work, it's not like you're coming in for a job or to work. You're just coming in, you're having fun, and this is what you're doing. Creating that kind of atmosphere here is really setting New Orleans apart from Other NBA franchises, and certainly other NBA franchises have this, but not always. And when you look around the league, half of them feel like zombies and dead man walking in a sense. And that's not the sense at all from what we get here in New Orleans, which really says what they're building. They still have to go prove it out there on the court. And we're going to get into the expectations on this team in the next segment because we got a wide range of answers to that question. That was one of the big burning questions that I had that we talked about in yesterday's show. But to see everyone really talk about the family atmosphere and how much they love one another and all of that, like, like really nice. Even, you know, Jose Alvarado brought his daughter up to the podium during media day as he was giving his press conference. And it was adorable. And you've got to love things. Just like that, the kind of vibes, the atmosphere here. You had Brandon Ingram making jokes in the background as Trey Murphy was up giving his media day interview and Trey's just kind of smiling. And you heard what Trey just said about Brandon Ingram and how important that kind of guy is and everything else he does is to this Pelicans team. And when, I forget who it was that we were interviewing, it might have been, I think it was Billy Hernan Gomez. It was Trey Murphy sitting with the media asking questions of Pelican.com, and it was pretty funny to see. These vibes are really high around the team right now, and you have to love that. And that's not just something that, you know, only happens organically. The Pelicans have invested and built infrastructure through Swin Cash to foster that kind of growth and mentality to really thrive in a place like this with this Pelicans organization. It's just really awesome to see. In the show I did talking about, is this the most anticipated Pelican season we've ever had? Part of it was, it's just so easy to root for these guys. You love them. I love them too. 
we were laughing a ton at what they were saying in media day. They all looked happy. Like the positivity was through the roof. That makes you anticipate the season more. It makes you excited more for the season because of all of that. I love seeing this type of atmosphere around the team. You know, and it's reflected in in funny anecdotes that people say. Larry Nance Jr. was talking about Herb Jones. And Herb, you know, is a gym rat. And said, you know, he's like, I don't really take trips. He's like, why would I go anywhere when the when the Pelicans facility is open 24-7 and I can just come in and work out? And you're like, wow, man. He's like committed to the grind and basketball and is a gym rat. And he was like, yeah, Larry Nance Jr. is like telling me to go home, trying to get me to, you know, to leave. He's like, I just, I'm not, I don't operate that way. And Larry Nance Jr. comes in and is joking and talking about how Brandon Ingram is one of the two most intense, like driven players he's ever been around. The other was Colin Sexton. And then he's like, number three, it's got to be Herb Jones. He's like, let me tell you all a story. You know, I, I, Herb Jones wasn't taking time off. And, you know, we think longevity and how to keep your body right and your mind right, you know, throughout the course of the year, because it's a grind over 82 games. And he's like, you know, I wouldn't take a break. So I offered to pay for, for a vacation for him just to get him to kind of like chill. You know, he's offering up his own money. For his teammate, which he doesn't need to do any of that. And maybe he's, you know, he's probably half joking to a certain degree, but there's probably some truth to this as well. And he's willing to do that to make sure that these young players on this team are doing everything right. You know, a lot of them talked about CJ McCollum and how he's helping them kind of, how he's helping them develop good sleep patterns and nutrition and all of those things that go towards making you like the best player that you can be, the best version of yourself that you can be. And these guys are just willingly giving this advice out and actively trying to help one another and lift one another up. And then you have Willie Green, the most patient man ever, apparently, according to, not patient, but the most calm man ever, according to Trey Murphy. You know, there's kind of the glue that holds everything together. It's just good vibes all around. And you really started to see that theme develop during media day. For all you who were against trading for Kevin Durant. Remember when that was a thing? I get it, right? Like, I got that from the beginning. Others were saying, no, you trade everyone for him. And I said, I'm not so sure. Like, we like this group. We want to see what they can do. And it does feel like they're building something special here. And so I had no problem if you, you know, I'm fine if you want to trade for Kevin Durant or not. I, you know, I don't take a side on this either way, really. But I can really see the the argument, the reason why you wouldn't do something like that. And for all of you who are like, no, we're not trading for Kevin Durant. I'm very against that. You feel very justified for, for that thought. We don't need to throw it in people's faces or anything like that or get negative with it. But you feel very good about that based on what you saw from these guys, this team <clears throat> at Media Day. So coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Expectations for the season. What do the players think? What do the coaches think? What's the front office think? That's all coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're back to Monday through Friday, five days a week for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Whether you're a new listener, you've been with me for a while, I appreciate you making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Now, if you want to support the show, there's a couple of ways you can do it. Number one, comment down below on YouTube. It takes two seconds. Let me know if you're excited for this Pelican season, yes or no. A lot of you just put comment. That's totally cool, too, and I appreciate it. It's the number one thing you can do to support the show. Also, if you get 30 seconds, leave a five-star review with a comment wherever you get your podcast. You can also do it on Spotify now as well. And then, of course, tell your friends about the show. 
You got a friend who's texting you that the Pelicans should trade for Jay Crowder. That friend needs to be listening to Locked On Pelicans because that is not what this Pelicans team should be doing whatsoever. So make sure they know what's going on with this team, getting the insight that you come here Monday through Friday for on Locked On Pelicans. So my one of my big questions in yesterday's show when we were previewing Media Day is, what are the expectations, the internal expectations for this team? You know, is it a top four seed? Is it six seed or better, not the playing tournament? Is it just simply the playing tournament in some sort of postseason? We didn't get a definitive answer. We heard Trey Murphy say his prediction, playoff push. I think we all agree that at the bare minimum, a playoff push is definitely the way they should go. You heard David Griffin say, you know, this is the first year they feel they can be judged as a team that's ready to compete goes flies into the face of some things he said in the past. Remember the beat people's behinds comments, of course, but if he feels that, then it definitely seems like six seed or better is kind of his mark. Even if he won't really say that. And he, he did something that I thought was important, right? He said, despite the playoff success last season and getting into the postseason, you know, the record wasn't good. They haven't really proven they can win. They've proven they can get to the playoffs, but haven't proven they can necessarily win there. So I think he's trying not to set the bar too high and is trying to downplay things to a certain degree. But when this team had Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum in the starting lineup, they played 600 basketball. That's very, very good. So the expectations certainly are above that. I think you saw Willie Green say, you know, like playoffs, he didn't want to get, you know, into some trouble and say, you know, a a degree to it. You heard Brandon Ingram say, you know, maybe out of the, you know, he's like championship. I don't want to just say second round because we want to go beyond that. They all want to win, though, and that is definitely kind of the theme that you heard. You know, not making the playing tournament would be a disaster, a very disappointing season. And I think even just getting into the playing tournament would be disappointing to this team because they know how special they have it right now and how good this team could be when you add Zion Williamson back into it. And when you factor in things, and we're going to do a whole show on this either later in the week or next week on the continuity that the team has and how important that is. They feel they can get off to a good start, which puts them ahead of the eight ball when they've been behind it for the past couple of years. When you factor all of that in, it probably means the expectations are like six seed. If they hit the six seed and didn't get into the play-in tournament, I would be very happy with that. Fifth seed, fourth seed, it's Lanyap on top of it, but it feels like six seed is really what they should be pushing for and striving for. Garrett Temple, though, had a really interesting take on it and what he said success would look like for this team. And I really liked this answer. Garrett Temple said success is this team's reach. Is this team reaching its potential? That's a little open-ended. It's a little nebulous, but when you look at how good they can be offensively, they could easily be the number one offense in the league. There's a lot of talent there that can make them good enough defensively too. So you feel they could improve upon that side of the ball. If they reach their full potential, this team is in line for a very good year. Maybe that's only the sixth seed given how good the Western Conference is, but just reach your potential. I kind of like that. You can't control what some of these other teams do, whether they're winning or losing, unless you're playing them that night. But you can control what you do, which is reaching your full potential, playing your best basketball. You can win your games, right? But if other teams aren't losing either, you might not improve in the standings. So just do the kind of internally the best you can and let the rest of the chips fall where they may to use a cliche like that. And I liked that from him 
a lot. I thought that was a really good way and succinct way to kind of look at what success could be for this Pelicans team. See, there's still a role for Garrett Temple on this team, um, even if it's not necessarily on the court. So you had to like what you heard from all of these guys and what their outlook is going into the season and how excited they are to play together and to be a group. You heard it straight from Trey Murphy in the beginning part of this show. So we got a lot more to talk about. Trust me, I got show ideas for days. There were some very clear themes that that emerged from Media Day. I'm kind of like putting them all into big topics. They're going to turn into full shows, three segments each. So I'm excited. So there's a lot to come here on Locked On Pelicans. We'll have some guests on in the future as well. I'm excited about that. So please make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure Locked On Pelicans is your first listen. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.